Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment in praying. Lord, we just thank you that you are only good to us, Lord, and that you never do anything that's wrong, Lord, and that you have our best interests at heart, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence, Lord, and just to remain there and worship and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. Now, this morning, we are continuing our discussion on Acts 13, verses 13 through 41. So I want to recommend to you that, in case it's your first time joining us, that you pause the episode and give yourself time and opportunity to read that section of Scripture Mm-hmm. in order to follow along in the discussion with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now the floor is open for each of you to have the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? I will. All right, promise? Okay, so the Lord's talking to me about um, Paul's message as a whole, and he remind me of a of acts the whole act seven chapter that whole chapter mm-hmm. and how that the style that the lord was that the lord was talking through pete through paul through paul about is similar to the one that Stephen was ta- talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and so you, if you look at if you compare you can see that um even the style that is this that supports the other scriptures. I believe inside of James that says, James are Hebrews in the later chapters, not later chapters, in the later books where mm-hmm. it said that God does not change, that he's the same every day. Wait, no, mm-hmm. I believe it's inside of the Johns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is actually he, multiple the, places right. throughout the word. Exactly. He's but, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord says it in, uh, I call it Deuteronomy style, where he says the same thing five different ways just to make sure there's no chance that you misunderstood his message. Right. However your mind could <laughs> conceive what he's saying, he's, got it, he's answered it in that way. That's right. And confirmed it. So yes, go ahead, sweetheart. And how at the end of both messages, it talked about how um, that it was that Jesus was crucified because of them. And um, the Lord also told me to go to, I believe it's Psalms 2 7. Yes, Psalms 2 7. Okay. And it says, I'll declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I've begotten you. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the verses before and after it, this is the one that's before it said, Yeah, I set my king on my holy hill of Zion. And that whole section is talking about the Lord and how that, um, that when the people on earth are, 
laughing that the Lord is trying for everything. And the chapter after that is verse 8 where it says, to, sorry, that's verse 7. Ask me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is showing me that with everything that inside of Jesus' ministry, that verse was fulfilled. And you can see that with whatever Jesus asked for, because it was in line with, the, with what the Lord wanted, because and everything he asked for was fulfilled. Whether it was someone's healing or that um, that the people would see through the works that they were doing that, mm-hmm. like with Lazarus, that they will see that the Lord could save. It then, the next one is inside of Isaiah 55, verse 3, which says, Incline your ear and come to me. Here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. And as Paul was talking about, say, of Acts 13, it said that he was used by, yes, he was used by the Lord to, as an example, how, with that example, that because everything that he did had a greater importance, not that, not that mad more that he got greater things because he was leader, but because he was a leader, what he do had, what he did had to be allowed with the Lord's word because if it didn't, it would teach the people rebellion, like with what Moses, what happened to Moses. Mm-hmm. Well, I would ask you this: Why did the Lord select David as a leader? Why did He choose him? Oh, I believe it said he that David was a. Ma- that David was a man after his own heart and that he actually loved the Lord. Okay. So it has to do with relationship, one, right? And yes, in that relationship, he loved the Lord. That love was demonstrated through his obedience to the Lord by doing what the Lord instructed him to do. And this trend, this pattern, if you will, right, is observed through the entirety of Scripture. Right, even down to Abraham. Well, I mean, yes, we'll go with Abraham because that's where the you see the covenant first made, right? Even though technically Adam was walking in it, the whole earth was his, right? Yes. All the Lord's best yes. things on the earth were given to Adam. He was given charge over them. It had to do with the relationship, and then you see that. Same covenant given, yep, to Abraham. You see it given to David, but to all the descendants, right? Anyone that would choose that the Lord would be their God and they would be his people. And that's demonstrated by our, I say, our love for the Lord and putting him in his rightful place in our lives is demonstrated by our obedience to him. Mm-hmm. So, so it matters. It wasn't that the Lord just chose David. And then because he was chosen, now he's a man after God's own heart. No, he and his faithfulness was demonstrated beforehand. So the Lord said, okay, I can trust him 
with this elevated position. Mm-hmm. And that, that we've said this about, right, our God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's yes. no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. So for us then, for believers, do not try to elevate yourself. Didn't we see that with Jesus and the disciples? Well, we, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? We're going to sit one on your right hand and one on your left, right? Had uh, James and John, their mother, came to ask, right? Can my sons do this in your kingdom? Mm-hmm. Right? It's about rank. It was about position. And the Lord's like, that's, that's given to whom that's given. Right? We can't snatch position and rank and these things for ourselves. It has to be given. And the Lord is more likely to give those things if we demonstrate ourselves faithful to do all he has asked or required us to do. Mm-hmm. And that's for every individual person, right? It says yes. it about Moses. He could be trusted in all the Lord's house. So he was given honor and the place, right? Yes. And yes, the Lord prepared him, but he could prepare him because as we were talked about in the previous episodes, right? Yes, the Lord knew his heart. He knew him because he was spirit, soul, and body. So he said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So he already knows those who will demonstrate their faithfulness because they have done so already in their relationship with the Lord and will continue to do so. So it's for us to understand that as well. If For those that choose, that, that want to be given higher positions of authority and, and all these other things, then because of our love for the Lord, we must demonstrate ourselves faithful to be obedient to all that he's asked us to do. Mm-hmm. Said another way, and it's something that you and I have been discussing um, a lot here you know, honey, honey, Mm -hmm. is uh, those that will put the Lord's will above their own. Amen. And that's what I was going to actually say about the Lord Jesus, that he was given the spirit with, with not, with no measure, no limit on it. Because not because he was God, but because God could trust that Jesus was not there to do his own will. So there was no part of the Messiah that was going to say, get out of my way, Lord, I'm about to do what I want. There was no part of him that put the, the, the uh, mission of Father God in jeopardy due to self-will. Think about that for a moment. How many times does the Lord say, say this, and we go, I'm going to rephrase it, and I'll say that. No, say exactly what he told you to say. But Christ didn't have any of that within him. And he said over and over and demonstrated over and over, I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do the will of the Father who sent me. That standpoint right there, that mindset that was in him, qualified him to have the Holy Spirit lavished on him without limitation. So when uh, you, that was you his delight, his desire, his driving force, right? That was the secret food that he lived from was not stealing crumbs of bread or pilfering from the money box. 
but it was doing the will of the father. That's what kept him going and persevering. You mentioned promise that he always had his prayers answered. And you said, because he was in alignment with God. And I'm, I'm telling you, he went deeper and further than that. Amen. Like the will of the father is what he held before his eyes the entire time. Seeing the fulfillment of the father's will in the earth was the business that Christ was here to do in the earth. Not just because father God sent him to do that. How many people did he send and say, go do this? And they're like, oh yeah, well, no, I'm going to do this instead. Or they started and then shirked their responsibilities or fell away or and they fell into made it about themselves or, exactly you know, any other thing but he kept that before his eyes it was his it was his good pleasure to do the father's will on the earth so the lord knew that christ was trustworthy even when christ was in the garden of gethsemane and had to rain his flesh in that was just it was his physical body and i mean i don't mean flesh like carn carnality flesh sin nature flesh i mean the physical body that he had because god gave us safety mechanisms in this physical body to pervert per, i mean not pervert but to preserve life to save life he said mm -hmm. you can't hold your breath forever the body's going to knock you out and make you breathe without your consciousness because you're you're not acting wisely the body will try to keep itself alive Christ had to subdue that so he could go get on the cross because the body, when it sees pain coming or death, will try to avert it. And it will try to subdue the consciousness, the soul, mind, will, and emotions, and do whatever it has to to survive. And that's something that God put in us. But it had to take a back seat in light of carrying out the Father's will for him to be um, crucified for the sin of the entire world. So you can look at John chapter 3. Uh, let's see. Well, verse 34 says, for he, um, this is John talking about the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. And he says, for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the spirit by measure. Now, there's other places in scripture that says we were all given the measure of faith, right? And we know that the yes. Holy Spirit doesn't rest on us to work all the fullness of all things. Um, go ahead, well, sweetheart. And depending on the translation, it says a measure of faith right? Which means there can be more. Right. And so you get a certain amount and then you grow from there, right? And, and everybody yes. receives a measure of faith right? even prior to becoming a Christian or you would have no measure of faith with which to grab or receive. I don't mean grab as in snatch, but take a hold to of. take hold of your salvation. Right. So, but Christ did not have limitations. Amen. The Holy Spirit rested on him and he went out in full expression. Now we have ebbs and flows where the Holy Spirit works through us, but Christ had this all the time and there was no limitation on, he would not ask for something that the father didn't desire. He got the will of the father first and then made his petitions, but his desire to be um, one with the father and his willingness to willingly submit to the father and not wrestle for power with him made him trustworthy. We still wrestle with power from God. I want to make my own choice, Lord. Here's my will. You just bless it. That is so predominant in the, the way people are even raised in Christ, raised in the church um, dynamic is, and that's what I was taught. You, once you get saved, you can still have all the things that the, live a carnal life, you just say, God bless it at the end. And that makes it right. You just put that Jesus cherry on top and it's good. Call it good. We've come to do my will. Oh God, the all of heaven is coming to do Kamisha's will, or you just put your name in there. Or, and that's the mentality. Or, can we just call it blindly? 
state it plainly, plainly what it is. Sure. Sounds a lot like the seven sons of Sceva. <laughs> oh, in the name of Jesus that Paul uses, right? So where's your own accountability and relationship with the Lord? And I just mean, and the, the perfect understanding that we are here to do the Father's will. And like Amen. I've said that to myself many times, and I sung worship songs oh, and cried and said, oh, I'm here to do your will. But the moment I turned around, I was like, but this is what I want, God. And then soon, we just. As soon as the song's over. You know what I mean? I had an <laughs> emotional experience. Oh, hallelujah. Speaking, in, I was all over that, the emotional experience. But the moment it came down to God saying, this is what I want, I was like, but I want? And he was like, no, do what I want. And I was like, but no, you do what I want? And I could not communicate with him because I thought he was supposed to bless what I wanted to have done in the earth. And the concept that I have been created truly, literally, to only do his will. To serve him, yes. To only do his <laughs> will and it. do it from a willing heart in mm-hmm. completeness. And joy and gladness. and In man. the manner that he wants it done. Amen. With the attitude he wants. Letting Holy Spirit work through me to bring it to perfection. That concept did not penetrate my natural mind for a long time. I mean, there's still some things I'm like, okay, I know better now, but I've slid over and and put my human thought on it and slid it over to the Lord and he knocked it out of my hand. (laughs) Okay, wait, no. And I pick it up and blow it off and wipe it on my shirt. Let me try this again, Lord. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let me, if I hold it this way, the same idea. If I hold it like this, you'll, you'll let me have it. You'll let me do it. You'll, you'll accept my will, God. And he's like, no, if you are my disciple, you do my will. And I'm like, okay, now that is sweet music to my ears. But at one point that made me afraid. Well, yes. And, and now, right? Because that comes with growth, development, maturity, all right? As the as scripture says it, right? It makes it simple because now we can just ask him. Well, Lord, what's your will in this? And he had to train me to ask him first. What do I ask you for in this? Mm-hmm. What do you desire to have happen? What do you desire to have me say? What do you desire to have me do in this situation? Amen. And it takes the guesswork out of it. It sure does. Now, before we close today, promise you, were you still talking, baby? You got that look on your face like, Bobby, I wasn't done. Okay, come on, honey. Oh, my day can continue. I um that can just be part two. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> promise part two. Okay. Um we were talking about um I think you mentioned it, my love, uh verse thirty six or um it says for David after he had served his own generation by the will of God fell asleep and was, was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. Uh, verse thirty seven. But mm-hmm. he whom God raised up saw no corruption. Well the promise brought that up, but Okay. Yeah, I commented on it. You mentioned in one of the previous episodes that he said, you've prepared a body for me. Yes. The physical body that we have, your hands, your legs, your eyes, your ears, your nose, that is to give you authority to work in the and operate and make decisions in this earth. In the earth. Amen. Demons, spirit beings, don't have the right to do that. They have to work through humans. Amen. Right? Which is why they work so hard to possess a physical body so they can go around and cause to havoc. Get, to get a foothold right. in your life. So or, they can or so they carry can out their will. destruction or whatever, wherever else, right? And they get so they work so hard to get people to cooperate with them because they don't have the right to do it on their own, right? So God, knowing that's how the spiritual laws work, that's how the earth works. That's mm-hmm. what gives you the right to do business here is that you got a dirt body. You're made out of the same dirt that the earth is, right? Gave that perfect body to Messiah, right? He came and put in that put on that body. God being his father, Mary being his mother, put on his earth suit. Now he had the right to take back authority 
that is what made him the last Adam, taking Amen. back authority from Satan that Satan tricked Adam out of, bonked his head, made an open show of him, an open display of him when he defeated him in hell, right? Jesus defeated Satan, took the keys of hell and the grave and ascended back to the father saying, all authority has been given unto me. That's how he got it because of that body that father God prepared and that body that did not see corruption. So that, that's a connection there. And we have to understand our physical body here is a tool. It's a resource. It's not who we are. There's a connection to what you said as well, Layla. It's not our God. It's, mm -hmm. And it only does what you tell it, right? It has certain things built in, like we talked but about. The you five allow it. So buffet the flesh. Right. But even that, that flesh that you're talking about comes out of your soul. That's your mind, mm -hmm. your will, and emotions. That's why the world says mind, body, and soul, right? They say, let your mind rule, and that includes your emotions and your body. Just let it flow to this wicked connection, and that'll make you feel better. You'll feel nourished on the inside. That's what they're talking about. But God said, no, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. The body is what gives you authority to make actions and transactions in the earth. Amen. It gives you authority to in the physical earth. Like I can pick up this, this box and move it because I have a physical body. Wicked spirits cannot pick up that physical box and move it. They don't have the right to because they don't have a body. Does that make sense? Everybody's tracking? Yes. So yes. this body that God gave to the Messiah is a tool. It was a tool for the mission of redeeming us. So our body is only going to do what the bigger part of us tells it. Our soul is supposed to be subdued. Our spirit, which is alive to God, is supposed to be dominant. And because Holy Spirit is connecting with our spirit, that's where we're making our decisions from. Not from our mind, not from our emotions. Mm -hmm. And our will is supposed to be subjugated to the will of the Father God. So we're, we're in perfect alignment, spirit, soul, and body. And our body only does, as far as like having desires and all of that kind of thing, it only does what the bigger part of us tells us, tells it to do. It's literally a meat sack waiting for instructions. Now, if your mind has taken hold of drugs and alcohol, your body's naturally going to connect with that. And then you build chemical dependency. But if your spirit has been governing and your mind, will, and emotions are subject mm -hmm. to the things of God, your to, spirit is so going his, to... To his Holy Spirit. So his spirit ministering to you and your spirit. That's right. Coming, then right. you will see the alignment and the order, the way the Lord designed for it to happen. Amen. Just just to simplify for time. All right. I know there's a lot there to process. Um, so we're going to give that opportunity to do that. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for Jesus and that you gave him the body that saw no corruption, Lord, so that we could be redeemed from it, Lord, and we could be raised up together with him into life everlasting, God. We thank you for your love and we thank you for your kindness, Lord. And we thank you for the unique personality that you've given to each and every one of us, Lord, the tools and the gifts that you've equipped us with to take authority and do your will, O Lord, in this earth, not our will, Lord, but yours, and to see it and bring it to completion, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity to rejoice in it with you, God, and to see the fulfillment of your promises all the way from Abraham's from the beginning of the world before it was, Lord, to the finishing out of the course, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In amen. Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. 
We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayer's morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.